hey guys, just a quick content warning for this week's episode. There is mention of murder, gore, and sexual assault, so if you're not okay with that, now is your time to click off. But other than that, let's start this week's episode. And here I go again. That's what I am. That's what I am. Um, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. I just really, yeah. I hope you enjoyed that um, performance. I probably won't include that whole thing. You but should. <laughs> I think we, it's we just sang Am I a Man or a Muppet. Um, it was really good. I shed a couple tears. Um, and yeah, sorry we have not been active in a while. We had four-day weekends. We have AP tests. We've had other podcasts going, which they take a longer period and then just a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And both me and Sage are seniors. Again, last show. Um, we I will have someone up doing this next year, Alexis Collins, if you're out there listening. We love you. We love you. Biggest fan. I'm Can't a wait. fan. Can't wait to listen when you take over. So true. I know, kind of off topic, but like, what's poppin', um, <clears throat> our pop culture podcast, if you haven't already listened to them, um, they wanted to do, like, a college one, like, where they, like, we'll do a podcast in college, but, like, like, different topics and stuff like that. I think, like, what's on, like, college edition, mm-hmm. like, uncensored kind of thing. Okay. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, <clears throat> I actually. Oh, my throat's a little sore from that. I know. I, I'm <laughs> actually never going to see Brynn after high school. No. I'm going to make it a point to never see her around. You know, okay. Uh, you were so angry you slammed your water bottle on the table. I was getting hydrated. I was <sighs> just. I, after my solo, my duet. <laughs> your solo? I was going to say, I <laughs> put in my entire being into that performance, and you're going to call that a solo? Please don't copyright us, Disney. They won't. It's a cover. You're allowed to upload covers. <laughs> it was a parody. <laughs> I messed up the lyrics, so therefore it's not copyright. <laughs> um, anyways, about to take a dark turn. Yeah, sorry. Um, hope you enjoyed the fun part of the podcast. <laughs> um, so today, <clears throat> I'm going to be d- discussing the Casey Anthony case, which I think we've talked about very briefly, maybe one time, like a, a long time ago. Yes. Um, but this one is from Biography. And this one is just kind of breaks it down in sort of like a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know all the ones that we say are basically like timelines, but mm-hmm. this one just breaks it down for us. So a lot of people have known that this is a pretty infamous case. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened in 2008. Uh, and it says the world was captivated by this bizarre behavior displayed by K- Casey Anthony, who was a 22-year-old single mother from Orlando, Florida at the time. And she had... Was it was res- yeah it was revealed that she had had all these lies to cover up for the disappearance of her two year old daughter named Kaylee, um and that summer like the Facebook photos of her partying around town, and um a motion to interviews, fueling the charges of first degree murder before Kaylee's body was discovered later um that year, Th- um there would be no closure for those outraged by a mother's neglect of her child as Casey, um escaped conviction in two thousand and eleven. While the questions of who killed her young daughter and they were never resolved, why they were never resolved. So breaking it down in this timeline, on August 9, 2005, Kaylee Marie Anthony was born. Kaylee arrives after Casey's repeated denials to other family members about her pregnancy, although she suggests that possible partners, including her fiance at the time, Jesse Grund, and another young man who supposedly died in a car accident. And the identity of Kaylee's father was never publicly revealed. Um, 
And then in June 16th, 2008, Casey drives um, off with Kaylee. Um, at the time, Kaylee was raised in an Orlando home um, her, by her grandparents, Cindy and George Anthony. But the day after an alleged family argument on Father's Day, which is June 15th, um, Casey, Casey leaves with her young daughter um, and rebuffs efforts to reconcile. Reconcile? Mm-hmm. Reconcile in person. And then on July 15th, um, the grandmother, Cindy, reports that Kaylee is missing. And after learning that a family car used by Casey had been impounded, George then retrieves the car and is over- overwhelmed by the smell that remains um, even after a bag of trash is removed from the trunk. Cindy then tracks down her daughter later that day and calling 911 multiple times and reporting that Kaylee had been missing for a month and demanded Casey to be arrested and noting that the odor from the vehicle, quote, um, in quotes, it smells like there's been a dead body in that dang car. Censored for mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then a day later on July 16th, uh, Casey is then arrested um, Casey leads investigators basically on, like, a goose chase, and first to the un- uninhabited apartment of a nanny named Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez, who allegedly ran off with Kaylee on June 9th, and then the Universal Studios, where Casey pretended to have a job. She was then arrested and charged with child neglect, lying to investigators, and interfering with the, um, criminal investigation. Um, On July 22, 2008, Casey is declared a person of interest at a bond hearing. The hearing introduced evidence that a cadaver dog had um, zeroed in on the odor um, of human um, decomposition in that car trunk and in the Anthony's backyard, as well as Cindy's admission that they all had seen Kaylee after June 9th. Although Casey is being held on relatively minor charges, the judge is disturbed, disturbed enough by the case and the evidence uh, revealed, and the young mother's seemingly indifferent behavior to set bail at $500,000. Ooh, that is a hefty price, but Ooh. I agree with them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> then on um, August 20th, um, Casey's bond is then posted. A California bounty hunter named um, Leonard Padilla announces that he has paid the $500,000 um, with the hope that Casey will lead them to Kaylee. Then, 10 days later, on August 30th, the bond is rescinded, and the reversal comes a day after Casey's arrest for allegedly stealing and cashing checks from a friend. No, no, I'm like, I, I'm, for those at home, I just rolled my eyes, um, because, like, girl, not, not Bren, but, like, Casey Anthony, like, get it together, you're stealing and cashing checks from a friend the day after or not the day after it was like but like less than two weeks yeah less than two weeks after your bond like your bail is posted so <laughs> yeah um and then angry crowds demonstrating outside the anthony's home contributing to the decision in quotes i came i gave it my best shot she didn't want to talk to me what can i say in quotes that's what padilla had said and anthony um, would be released again will be will again be released after other parties combine to post the bond on September 5th although she will return to jail by the end of the month the un- and then on October 14th um, she is then charged with first degree murder the unsealed indictment also charges her with aggravated child abuse aggravated manslaughter and four counts of providing false information to law enforcement 
In response to cases or um, Jose Bayes says his client's um, actions will become clear at trial. In quotes, I, sin- I sincerely believe when we have finally spoken, everyone, and I mean everyone, will sit back and now say, I understand. That explains it. End quotes. Then, um, on October 24th, the forensic reports from an examination of Casey's car are then released. The reports um, noted that a hair strand discovered in the trunk, microscopically sim- similar to those found on um, Kaylee's hairbrush, and it showed characteristics of apparent decomposition. Uh, yeah. Additionally, an air sample from the trunk is found to contain chemical compounds consistent with human decomposition. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And then, on December 11th, um, skeletal remains of Kaylee, of a young girl, were found. Um, which a lot of people... Right, obviously think that it's Kaylee. Yeah. The bones are found in a bag in a wooded area less than half a mile from the Anthony's home by a utility worker named Ray Cronk. Um, and then he revealed he had sought to convince police to search the area back in the summer. And then nine days later, on December 20th, the remains are confirmed to be Kaylee's. The Orange County Chief Medical Examiner reported that the bones showed no evidence of trauma and that Kaylee's death is being ruled um, a homicide of undetermined means. Although the skull is found with duct tape around the nose, mouth, and jaw, the advanced state of um, decomposition ultimately prevents investigators from pinpointing an exact um, cause and date of death. Then, now in 2009, on January 23rd, George is taken into into custody after a suicide attempt. George is um, reported to be despondent and possibly under the influence of medication and alcohol when he was located at a hotel in Daytona Beach, Florida along with a five-page suicide note. And then on April 13, 2009, the prosecutors announced their intention to pursue the death penalty. Although earlier court papers indicated that the death penalty would not be in play, the new notice of intent um, cites sufficient aggravating circumstances to justify its imposition. Then um, a few years later, a couple years later, on May 24, 2011, the trial commences with the defense's bombshell claims. The trial begins with the um, prosecution's opening salvo of Casey being a party girl with no use for a young daughter, as evidenced by the months spent shopping and drinking during Kaylee's absence. Those remarks are soon eclipsed by Bayes' stunning opening statement, which asserts that Kaylee drowned in the family's swimming pool and that George sought to cover up the accidental death. The lead defense lawyer also alleges that George had molested Casey, thereby igniting her habit of lying to cover up the pain and that Kronk, the utility worker, had found Kaylee's body and planted it in the woods. Um, taking the stand as a fir- first witness, George denied that he had ever molested his daughter or knew anything about Kaylee's drowning. May 27, um, in 2011, a witness offers his theory about the smell in Casey's car. Simon Birch, the manager of the towing company that impounded Casey's car in June of 2008, testified that he had encountered multiple vehicles with dead bodies during his three decades in the business and that the smell from Casey's car was consistent with those of the, those in the past. The same day, the fiancé of Casey's brother also takes a stand and describes the very special bond she observed between Kaylee and her mother. Yeah. Okay. And then um, on June 6th, uh, a forensic e- expert then takes a stand Um Arpad Vass of the Oak Ridge National Laboratory explains how the shockingly high amount of chloroform, chloroform, which is a chemical released by decomposition, 
as well as one that can be used to knock someone unconscious, was um, ultimately detected in the in the car trunk and led to his conclusion that a dead body was indeed present. However, his testimony is contradicted the following day by an FBI scientist who compares the chloroform level in the trunk to the amount found in household cleaners. Um, a couple days later, on June 8th, June 8th, the jury ponders the relevance of search engines. Um, a software designer testifies that someone had searched for chloroform a whopping 84 times and also looked up terms such as head injuries, ruptured spleen, chest trauma, and as well as internal bleeding on the Anthony's, Anthony's home computer in March of 2008 um, during the regular work hours of George and Cindy. The designer um, later reported an error in his detecting software and determines that the user visited a site related to chloroform only once. That's still a little suspicious, though. Yeah. Um, and then on June 23rd, um, Cindy refutes previous testimony. On a crucial day for the defense, Cindy claimed that she was the one who researched the chloroform on her computer. She also testifies that a stain found in the trunk, allegedly caused by Kaylee's decomposing body, was there when the family purchased the car eight years earlier. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. So Cindy's no longer on the side of trying to get her daughter arrested yeah seems like it Mm. then um fast forwarding to july 3rd continuing with the narrative that casey was overly burdened by kaylee lead prosecutor prosecutor jeff ashton emphasized to the jury how the young mother was motivated to go to extremes to achieve her freedom in quotes something needed to be sacrificed that something was either the child or she wanted or um in quotes, something needed to be sacrificed that something was either the life she wanted or the life thrust upon her, he said. She chose to sacrifice her child. End quotes. Um, while forbidden from revisiting the unsupported um, claims of molestation, Bayes nevertheless delivers an ineffective closing argument by pointing out the lack of evidence that could definitely, definitively place Kaylee's body in the car trunk or tie Casey to her daughter's um, death. Then, July 5th, Casey is found not guilty of murder. Yeah. Okay. Um, after almost six weeks of testimony and 400 pieces of, of evidence presented in court, the jury of seven women and five men takes less than 11 hours to reach a verdict of not guilty. Which is stupid. Yeah. Stupid. People were outraged. I remember, like, not, well, I do remember, like, saying this on the news. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very old. But I do remember, like, everyone was just like, no, like, she did it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I know, like, it was, like, smart, I guess, like, for the Lord, the defense lord to come up with something like, oh, like, she drowned or something like that. But, like, why would she be in the car? Or I guess he said to cover it up, but yeah, still. But, and then also, but like, I, I think he was a good lawyer in that he was able to yeah. cause, um, similar, what's it called? Similar to um, what happened to O.J. Simpson. He happened to have a really good defense lawyer. Yeah. He, where like he was able to cause enough, um, something doubt. What's it called? Unreasonable doubt? No, but like. Anyways, they, like, they were able to cause enough doubt where, you know, they, the jury obviously 
I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, um, a couple days later, after Casey is ruled to be not found guilty of murder, she's sentenced to time already served. Casey receives a four-year sentence and a $4,000 fine for the four counts of lying to the police. But the prison time is canceled out by near... By the near three years already spent behind bars and credit for good behavior. Hmm. And then one of the last things in the timeline. On July 17th, um, Casey is then released from jail. She exits the Orange County Jail. And shortly after midnight, passing the approximately 100 protesters who showed up to demand justice for Kaylee, in quotes, it is my hope that Casey Anthony can receive the counseling and treatment she needs to move forward with the rest of her life end quotes, um, her lawyer had said in a statement. Yep. And, like, it's still, like, largely debated, and at this point, like, obviously she can't be tried again because double jeopardy, but... I learned about that in AP Bio. I mean, not AP Bio, (laughs) AP Government. But it just, like, sucks because I feel like... Sorry, I got a good yawn in there. Okay. Um, I feel like Everyone at this point believes that she's guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about this the other day with some other people in our class, and, like, if you ask probably about, like, any, not every person, but some people are going to be like, yeah, like, she did it. Like, the mom did it. Yeah. Um, And it's still a case that is brought up, like, to this day. Like, yeah. People will still talk about how upset the yeah. ruling was. And, like, it's also, like, one of those cases like how you were saying about oj simpson one of those cases where not only did they face the court of law but the court of public opinion obviously everyone hates casey anthony now um and everyone hates oj simpson and stuff but so today i am doing oh gee my dad just watched the show and he was upset about it did he watch it hold on i'm doing the michael peterson case um did he watch the documentary or like the staircase? The uh, yeah, but did he watch the documentary or the whatever the show was just about with the actors? In okay, it. yeah, wait, okay, yeah. Is that and the I'm, documentary? I'm about to explain it. No, it's not the documentary. Oh, that's yeah. the show about the documentary. It's very, it gets very meta. Okay, so Michael Was Peterson. Okay. Well, I'm I'm choosing this case because a show just came out on HBO Max, just as Bren was mentioning, um, with Colin Firth and. Tony Collette. I almost, I almost said Coney Tolette. <laughs> um, with Tony Collette and Colin Firth. And it's a show about the the murder and the documentary that was made. The documentary that was made on Netflix. Um, it's good. Very good. Go. Wa- I would What's recommend it watching it. It's called The Staircase. <laughs> oh, well. I know. The they, new show is called The Staircase. I know, right? Isn't that weird? Um and so let's just get into this i'm excited yeah it's a good it's a good case okay so michael peterson um is the husband kathleen peterson is the wife michael peterson was a notable um novelist and local politician um in durham north carolina um on december 9th 2001 um Kathleen Peterson died. Oh. According to the 911 call, she was found by her husband Michael Peterson um at the bottom of 
a staircase in their home. Um, he was then charged with first-degree murder. They were saying, like, it had not been a fall, but he had been he had beaten her to death and hidden it as, like, she had fallen down the staircase. Oh. Was it, were they just the only ones home? Yeah. Even though they have, like, a lot of kids. Not a lot of kids. I, I think they have, like, quite a huge family that, like, they lived with. He was uh, found guilty at trial and sentenced to life in prison. Eight years later, he was granted a new trial. Um, one of the deciding fa- or one of the deciding factors for the guilty verdict from the jury was a blood stain found inside um, Michael's shorts, um, and then it was eventually found out that the prosecution's blood spat- spatter analysis, um, Dwayne Deaver, was reporting false information withholding information and being inattentive in not only Michael Peterson's case, but numerous other cases. During the trial, um, District Attorney Jim Harden um, had made the case that Kathleen had been beaten to death at the bottom of the stairs by Michael due to the large quantity of blood and injuries to her head. Um, She had seven tears of the scalp, but no skull fractures, no brain swelling, and no bruising of the brain. Um, her hair was just pulled out of her head? Y- no, like, um, her skin was, like, torn at the Oh. Scalp. Yeah, like, oh. um, they believe the seven lacerations must be from a, from a beating by a weapon, such as a blow poke, a brass fire, fire, pra- oh my gosh, fireplace tool, um, because it could cause lacerations, yet is so hollow it wouldn't cause, like, further damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Deaver came to the conclusion that there had to be at least four blows to Kathleen's head to cause the spatter on the wall. In an experiment, Deaver placed a bloody sponge in the staircase that represented Kathleen's head and showed the jury that he was able to get blood on the inside of his shorts, like Michael's. Um, since there was no cast-off blood pattern, he proposed that the set that the weapon had been cleaned between strikes. Which, like, if there's blood on the inside of the shorts and you're cleaning off the weapon, like, what are you cleaning off the weapon on? I don't know. Anyway, so the defense team included um, a defense attorney, David Rudolph. The defense team collectively. Um, proposed the idea that Kathleen tripped walking up the staircase and had fallen backward and backwards and hit her head on the door frame, causing the larger lacerations and a lot of blood to be drawn. She likely knocked herself out and then tried to stand up stand upon walking. No. She likely knocked herself out, then tried to stand upon waking, but was dizzy and slipped on her own blood and fell again, causing the other lacerations on her head. She likely had a lot of blood on her face, in her hair, and if she was coughing, um, it would have produced a blood stain pattern on the wall as well. Um, But also, like, why would she be coughing if she hit her head? I don't know. There's, like, a lot of questions I'm having. Like, I don't know. Probably, like, cause of bleeding and it's just, uh, I don't know true <laughs> or maybe she got like the wind knocked out of her and then like yeah um after the guilty verdict Mr. Peterson spent um eight years of his life in prison before um key issues regarding his trial came to light um one piece of key evidence that was overlooked was Michael's um navy blue shirt Deaver said that 
said blood stain pattern analysis is a visual examination, and since he did not see blood on the shirt, it was not tested. In reality, not all blood spl- spatter can be seen with the naked eye. There are other methods to enhance one's ability to see blood, such as chemical techniques or alternative light sources. Deaver eventually admitted that he did do a Luma light test on Michael's shirt and did not find any blood spatter supporting the defense. This information was um, withheld um, from the defense team and came out during the trial. Another problem with Deaver's experiment mentioned above, or another problem with Deaver's experiment mentioned before, um, is he lifted his leg and pulled his short leg open before beating the sponge with an object that had resembled a blow poke. And um, that was a guaranteed way of getting blood in the shorts to match the evidence. Um, The sponge was also moved to a location in the staircase that could be struck more easily by a blow poke than in the location Deaver calculated Kathleen's head was allegedly at. Furthermore, the instructions from the police department were to do DNA testing on Michael and Kathleen's clothing before bloodstain analysis. Susie Baker, who worked with Deaver, changed the instructions to have the clothing sent straight to Deaver for bloodstain analysis. Um, The evidence was never tested for DNA and was not stored properly. So the DNA sort of, um, what's it called? Decentegrate. Not decentegrate, but like, you know. Condensed? No. I don't know. Just like one of those words. You know, it it got destroyed. Um, The issues with the comprised, um, or the issues with the compromised forensic evidence gave the defense team enough leverage to come to the plea agreement with the new district attorney in 2017 um, that Michael would take an Alford plea in order to avoid a new trial. An Alford plea means that the defendant does not admit to guilt but acknowledges that the state either has enough evidence to convict or in Michael's case he simply did not want to go through the ordeal of a new trial um, when he felt the system had failed him once and may do so again. Um, He was sentenced to time served. Um, The judge in the case later acknowledged that he felt his second trial would have left reasonable doubt. That's the word I'm looking for. Reasonable doubt. Oh, I said unreasonable doubt. (laughs) Um, That a second trial would have left reasonable doubt not to convict. Um, And so basically, um, this is one of, like, the biggest cases for... um, like DNA evidence and um, physical evidence being not destroyed but mishandled mm-hmm. um, and compromised in testing. That's why it got made into a documentary, um, The Staircase. Mm-hmm. And um, The Staircase goes more into like the family dynamics. Yeah, because my mom was talking at the show and she was like, I think like so and so did it. I don't yeah. remember what she said, but. Yeah. And so like. Um, in the new show that just came out with Colin Firth and Tony Collette, um, they is also... Is Tony Collette the one that dies? Yeah, Tony Collette is Kathleen. Mm. Um, but they delve into, um, like, not, but, like, hearsay from the family members about problems that the family was having or, um, y- you know, like what could have led to someone killing Kathleen versus her just falling. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- Only three episodes are out right now. I don't know how many episodes there are going to be, but 
I'm going to give it a watch this weekend because uh, I want to see it. And uh, I definitely recommend watching the documentary before the um, show. I don't know, just because the documentary is good. And also, like, the show also delves, will later delve into the making of the documentary. So I liked it. It was interesting. It is interesting. That's why I'm saying, like, everyone should go watch the documentary. Go watch the documentary. So he's just still sitting in prison? Um, yes, right now he is. I don't remember when he gets out. Let me see. Let me pull up the receipts. And they mishandled the evidence of the shorts? Um, no, the... Both of, um... Both of the shirts from Kathleen oh, and shirts. Michael. Yeah, they they were supposed to run DNA testing on it before blood spatter evidence um, or blood testing, but um, they did not. They did not. Oh, okay. I should have researched a little more. Dang. He was born in 1943. This man is old. Same. Okay. He appealed, um, or it, like at least his defense counsel, um, new defense counsel had appealed um, and, uh, he argued before the North Carolina Court of Appeals, um, and, but the, the Court of Appeals rejected Peterson's arguments that he did not get a fair trial because of repeated judicial mistakes. The appeals, um, the Court of Appeals ruling, um, said the evidence was fairly admitted. Um, the judges did find defects in a search warrant, but said, they had no ill will, no ill effect on the defense, um, because the ruling was not unanimous under North Carolina law. Um, Peterson had the right to appeal to the North Carolina Supreme Court, um, which did accept the case. Um, and then the court had announced that it affirmed the decision of the appeals. Okay, that was his first appeal, um, and then his second appeal was whenever the information about. Deaver came out um, and then obviously he was granted um, like a, a second trial but then um, the bloodstain analysis team um, that Deaver had trained was suspended and disbanded and then in the 2003 um, Peterson trial um, Deaver testified that he had uh, been mentioned by a specialist that have worked on over 500 bloodstain cases, written 200 reports, and testified in 60 cases. So this um, this case brought out more about other cases that could have been affected by Deaver. Um, during the retrial hearing, uh, SBI Assistant Director um, Eric Hooks testified that um, Deaver had written only 47 reports. Spittle, who was the guy that Deaver said he was trained by, testified that he could not recall mentoring Deaver, Deaver, who, since completing a two-day training course in the 1980s, had testified in only four cases, um, the Peterson case being the third. The SBI cited the bloodstain analysis given the fourth case, given in the fourth case as the reason for firing Deaver. On December 16th, 2011, Peterson was released from the county jail on a $300,000 bail 
um, and placed under house arrest with a little anklet. Um, his release on bond followed a judicial order for a new trial after Judge Hudson found that um, Deaver had given materially misleading and deliberately false testimony about bloodstain evidence and had exaggerated his training experience and expertise. Um, former North Carolina Attorney General said that um, any evidence gathered after Deaver arrived at the scene might be deemed inadmissible at a new trial. Um, and Peterson's bonds, bond restrictions were eased. Um, in 2014, um, the court then appointed Mike Klinkosum to represent Peterson, um, replacing David Rudolph, um, who had been working on the case for free, pro bono. Hmm. Pro bono. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so then February 24th, he took the Alford plea, um, like I said earlier, um, and the judge sentenced him to maximum 86 months in prison with credit for time previously served. Um, and because he had already served more time than the sentence, 98 and a half months, he did not face additional prison time. So he has this on his criminal record, I guess, but since he already, like Casey Anthony, you know, he had already served all of his time, so he just got released um, for involuntary manslaughter, which I think is insane. Excuse me, I have to burp again. I think it's insane Agreed. that he got involuntary manslaughter. I don't, I don't know how I feel about if he did it or not. I feel like this case is not as divisive as the Casey Anthony play, play case. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of evidence pointing towards him, but a lot of it has to be thrown out because he got an unfair trial with inadmissible evidence. So, and like um, in the like documentary, they play out the uh, 911 phone call for you. And like, it sounds fake almost. Like it sounds like he's putting together a story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that case, Michael Peterson. And he's just out living life now over in Durham, North Carolina. Um, I know he was like disowned by a lot of his family members. Oh yeah, Obviously, I can only imagine. Yeah, a lot of his children think he did it. A lot of his children don't think he did it. It's like a huge issue in North Carolina. And he's about to get a lot more publicity now that a show is out about him. Right. Mm hmm Exactly. So. Well, <laughs> thank well. you guys for listening to today's episode. Our last episode. Uh, yeah, it was... I'm tearing up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Jump scare. Um. Did you just fart? No. Did you actually just yeah. fart? Bren! Guys, the windows are green. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. For Thank you for all of my one listeners. Just kidding. <laughs> I have more than one. It's my parents. So true. Thank and my you. uncle. I would like to uh, thank the Siler family. Um, all my money goes towards y'all. We don't even... You what? guys are in my wheel. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, you and me? 
No. Oh. No. Okay. Just, actually, just the animals. Okay. Leonard, Ringo. True. Prudence, and Iroh. Yeah. All of them. And the one that has fleas. None of them have fleas. I thought that one had fleas. No, our house had fleas. Because all of our pets all live in the same house. Yeah, I actually gave him fleas. Anyways, <laughs> thank you. This has been a magical one year. True. One and a half years. True. Oh my god, that's crazy to me. Magical. Play sparkling sound effect. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm going to cry after Please this. Please don't. I'm going to cry when we upload this episode. If you guys want to follow me. Don't. Don't. <laughs> you can we're, You we're can find me at the University of <laughs> um, and I'll be majoring in um, <laughs> with a minor in <laughs> we both have twitter no we don't you can't follow it though um, it's not my name I don't know if mine has my name we'll see it doesn't I'll probably change it after this episode okay. people are going to look up sage and I'm gonna I've never met a sage before just kidding okay I guess we haven't met. Stop farting. <laughs> S- Bren keeps farting. Goodbye. That's this is the it. second this time. This is the end of the episode. Bren Bye. needs to stop farting. Bye. <laughs>